We checked in about PSGs for IEPs at the PLC. The YTP specialists shared how they communicate with VRCs to rate goals for IPEs. Teachers should communicate with SCs and PAs for ISPs and CDPs. Wow, Josh, that is a lot of nonsense, but it also makes a lot of sense. This is Josh. And this is Nicole. And you're listening to the Oregon Transition Podcast. Brought to you by the TTAN, the Transition Technical Assistance Network and professionals across the state. We've got you covered from Portland to Ontario, from Hood River to Klamath Falls, from Seaside to Burns, and everywhere in between. Welcome back to another episode of the Oregon Transition Podcast. We want to take a minute and thank everyone for hanging in there with us as we are still doing these podcasts remotely, and we know our audio isn't always the best. But as is most things with this time, we're just trying to be flexible. As you may have heard, we are a little bit acronym heavy this episode, so we are going to try and make sure that we explain things as we go. This episode is all about ISPs, which are Individual Support Plans. IEPs, which is the Individual Education Program. And IPEs, which are Individualized Plans for Employment. And to help us navigate all of these amazing plans and how they're connected and supporting students, we have with us friend of the pod, an amazing person overall, Cindy Cameron. Welcome. Thank you, Josh and Nicole. Thank you for inviting me to the present on the podcast. Can you share your role and your background? So I've worked in the education system for over 20 years. I was a transition specialist in a high school uh, for nine years. Four of those were as a YTP specialist. And then I wanted to understand the service delivery system for uh, individuals who experience intellectual and developmental disabilities. And so I became a service coordinator that uh, specialized in transition youth from 14 through 21. So I had to understand the child and the adult service delivery system with DD. And then a great opportunity with a uh, new group that came up, um, opened as a transition network facilitator for Jackson, Josephine, and Klamath County. So you have a lot of background in all these worlds. I opened up the show by saying a bunch of acronyms just as a illustration how confusing our worlds can be. When we have a transition age student, it's really important to get all services on the same page. So we're going to start out today's podcast meeting a student and hearing about her journey to employment. My name is Janae and I'm 21 years old. I currently live in White City and I work at Target as a cashier. I'm excited to meet Janae. And Cindy, you had the opportunity to interview Janae. I did. She's a remarkable young woman. She moved from out of the area. She wasn't from Southern Oregon. And she never gave up on her dream to work at Barnes & Noble, where she always wanted to work. So you began your interview by asking Janae to reflect on her last IEP meeting. My biggest employment goal was to get a job at Barnes & Noble. And uh, I, I was successful in getting the job for a few months, and it, it fell through one day and mm-hmm. co- for COVID reasons. And um, it, it was a very long wait, but I managed to get another job, and it was, and I'm secure in that so far. 
And do you remember, was that what your goal was on your IPE also with vocational rehabilitation? Yes. Was to get a job at Barnes and Nobles? Get a job. Can you tell me how these plans helped you in working together with the IEP and the ISP with the county and vocational rehabilitation? They all definitely applied to what I was doing. Janae was just talking about her post-secondary goal on her individual education program also known as an IEP. Josh and Cindy, can you guys explain to me and to our listeners, what is an IEP? The IEP is the plan that the school system writes to identify post-secondary goals and a plan to help the student work towards those goals. So Cindy, Janae's goal was to work at Barnes & Noble. How did the school system support her goal? After the IEP um, meeting with the school district and the students, she, the um, youth and transitional youth and transition specialist, went and talked to Barnes and Noble because that was specifically where she wanted to go to work, and she was offered a work experience, and they enjoyed her so much that they offered her a position to work there. So she has this individualized educational plan or IEP in place and she's getting ready to go figure out work like how is that gonna happen and Cindy you asked a really great question which was did you meet with a team of outside service providers and your educational support to talk about next steps yes we met Right before school ended, I believe. We met before school ended and some of my final days in the classroom and we talked about what we're going to do after and then in the youth transition program. How did Miss Yosinia support you? She was amazing. She contacted a friend of hers who works for Target and she, her and I hooked up and said, let's, let's see if I can get a job at Target and that didn't work out. I interviewed for them and uh, yeah, I'm seasonal right now, but I'm in until January and we'll see what happens after January. So Cindy, Janae just mentioned somebody named Miss Yusinia. Who is that? Miss Yusinia is Yusinia Robinson and she is the YTP specialist at the high school. And it sounds like Yusinia was very instrumental in getting her a job at Target after she got laid off from Barnes & Noble due to COVID. Yesenia was extremely instrumental. She went to Target, she talked to the supervisors and the HRs, and Target was very accommodating in um, being willing to let's give this a try. We're going to hear more from Yesenia later in the podcast, but right now, Janae's going to tell us what her role is at Target. I scan people's items, cashiering, making sure the, get, the guest finds, make sure they found everything they're looking for. I bag their items. I might give them a feedback card if they enjoyed, if they enjoyed my company. So, Cindy, it sounds like despite all of the things going on right now in the world, Janae's actually doing pretty good. She's doing fabulous. She loves her work. She loves interacting with the customers that come through. They've given her different challenges that she has overcome, different work tasks, and she is really finding that she's growing as an employee within the organization. And Cindy, I believe you told me that the family just moved here. Yes, the family had just moved from another part of the state, 
And they were very concerned about the supports that they were going to get being in a new school system, being in a new area, not being familiar with um, businesses and employers and programs. Here's Janae's mom talking about her journey from finding the school system, working with the YTP specialists, and paid employment. It was a good experience. Um, Once we moved here to Jackson County, the first thing I did was seek out the local high school in the transition program. Um, The school was very receptive to helping me. I mean, it was day one, I met you. Um, We got paperwork moving and Ms. Kaufman was right on top of getting me moving forward to help Janae get into the program. And she was in the program for two years. And we met, what, twice a year, I believe, to discuss what Janae needed, what she wanted, what she wanted to accomplish out of life. And they always kept me in the loop made sure I was part of the conversation, even though Janae is an adult now. um, We just wanted to make sure, you know, that we were all along the same lines. And her main goal was to get to Barnes & Noble. She's an avid book lover. And when she had the opportunity to, what, you guys went there and just kind of practiced and they let them do volunteer stuff at first. And then Barnes & Noble's decided, hey, we'll give her a shot. And they did, and she was just ecstatic. It was just a great experience. She loved being there. She still goes in on her <laughs> when we're not working. Um, she likes to go in and just talk to the manager and look around, and she just loves to be there. After COVID hit and Barnes & Noble's shut down, uh, they only brought back probably 50% of their crew. And unfortunately, Janae was a part of that. Miss Yusenia, even though Janae had graduated out of the program, she and I talked on the phone, texting back and forth, and just kind of kept open contact. Miss Yusenia left the door open to help Janae because of everything going on with COVID and, you know, just making sure Janae was still being taken care of. So even though she was 21 and graduated out, they were still open to helping her, which was just, it was absolutely fabulous because she was getting so frustrated. She applied at GameStop. She applied at this pawn shop and she got two interviews, but neither one would hire. And she was getting to the point where she was getting very frustrated and sad and angry. And we just talked about, you know, we just keep moving forward. And then one day she got a text message um, because she applied on Indeed to kind of see what was out there. And someone who said they were from Target contacted her. But when we pursued it, we didn't, we don't know who they were. It wasn't Target. So I contacted Miss Yesenia and she's like, let me look into this. And Miss Yesenia did a little detective work, talked to the gal at Target and like, well, no, that wasn't us, but Janae sounds amazing, have her apply. And so I told Janae, I said, Target wants you to apply, even though this was I don't know what this was. Uh, We still haven't figured that out. So I helped Janae online with the app. We got it filled out and sent in. She was called in for an interview and Miss Yusenia must have said some pretty amazing things about her because they're like, we'll give her a try. Do you think she can do cashiering? We really want to hire her for cashiering. And we're like, yes, let her try it. And so Target was very open. They were nervous about if she'd be able to do it. Um, And she's proven them to them that she can. So just the communication with the YTP program. She she helped me so much to get. She's also a support and 
she's been very, they've all been very helpful. What I love about this is that it really shows this pathway that started with the IEP, the Individualized Education Program, and Janae was able to use that as a foundation for exploring this work. And then Yusinia stepped in, took that information, and propelled her forward to find a successful job placement. I love that part of the story too. Yusinia obviously was a gigantic help for landing this job at Target, which is wonderful. But Yusinia is also part of a larger team. Cindy, who else is on Janae's team? You know, Yusinia was really instrumental. She had boots on the ground work that she was doing, but also a part of her team is her case manager with the county and also her vocational rehabilitation counselor or her VRC that provided additional supports and additional plans to keep her focused and help provide guidance as she continued to look for new employment. Here's Janae's mom talking about the provider collaboration and coordination. It's been good. Um, the county here in Jackson is very they're good about returning phone calls, which is ideal. Um, even her DD services worker, Cindy, she'll return a phone call to me within 24 hours just to check in. And then she also works through Premier Community Supports for PSW work. They are very on the ball as well as returning phone calls. And then vocational rehabilitation, this is her second time with them. The first time when she got hired at Barnes and now they're working with her again at Target. They've given her a job coach, Kelly, and Kelly's been great. They've been doing Zoom calls when they don't work to work on bagging skills and folding clothes and other skills. And Kelly's just, she's really, she's just, she's this little four foot powerhouse that you wouldn't want to mess with. She just, and she, she really wants Janae to be successful. You can really tell when you talk to her. So Janae has a lot of people supporting her in this process. It's not just the teacher and it's not just the YTP specialist who are really the people that a lot of family members see at the forefront of these processes. But you also have people in the background such as the DD caseworker and the VRC, which is the vocational rehabilitation counselor, who can provide the, those job coaching supports and other supports that might be needed when sustaining that employment. Janae's working with a job coach that not only supports her on the job, but she's also supporting her through Zoom calls where they're practicing bagging items and folding clothes. Janae has a cocoon of support that will help her become successful on the job. Let's talk about the process, and, and the best way to do that is to talk to the people involved. So we talked to several providers, and we asked them how they all work together. We talked to a teacher. Yeah, my name is Natasha Kaufman, and I'm the transition teacher at Crater High School. A YTP specialist. My name is Yesenia Robinson and I am the YTP specialist at Crater High School. A brokerage personal agent. It's Amy Havis. I'm with Creative Supports and I'm a personal agent. A vocational rehabilitation counselor. Brad Howler, vocational rehabilitation. I'm a vocational counselor. Let's start by checking in with the Youth Transition Program Specialist. When we're working with students, I'm um, one of the first things that I do is we try and make sure that the students are 
enrolled in DD services? Do they have an ISP? So contacting the team and figuring out uh, what kind of supports they already have. Um, if they don't have the supports, then we start the process of helping them get enrolled into developmental disability services. Um, so it is a big team collaboration. We're constantly communicating between uh, transition teachers or any teachers, uh, VR counselors and DD services and families and students to all be on the same page. That was just Miss Eusinia Robinson, who we heard so much about through her work with Janae. Cindy, Eusinia is from your region. Which school does she work at? Yes, Yosinia Robinson works at Crater High School, and I have been working with her for seven years, or I've known her in different capacities over the last seven years working with youth. And it's great to hear how she is collaborating with her students who may be eligible for developmental disability services and making sure that they have that individual support plan. And I know that we're going to be talking about individual support plans or ISPs a little bit later, but I'm interested in hearing about IEPs. Josh, what is an IEP? What components or goals go into that? Let's ask a teacher. We really like to focus on an employment goal, so really making sure that they have something that they would like to do in the future. And it can be a variety of things. Um, it could be working at a specific type of chain food restaurant. It can be working with landscaping. But really trying to be as specific as you can in that goal is going to be really important when you work with other team members, uh, for example, with the ISP or working with uh, vocational rehabilitation to really kind of hone in on what that employment goal is and working together to achieve that. And we also do independent living goals, which are really important because we do work a lot on trying to assist a student in developing those skills in a classroom and then helping them generalize them into a larger setting in the community when they're on their own. That was just Natasha Kaufman, who's the teacher at Crater High School and works with Eusinia. Cindy, how do Natasha and Eusinia work together? So Natasha helps build the IEP and helps define through assessments and pins what the student's employment goal, independent living goal, and educational training goal would be. And then she works with Yosunia to see if there is anything in the community that can offer that student some real life experiences. And as that student wants to work towards being employed, Yosunia is the kind of the conduit to the vocational rehabilitation counselor by helping them access documentation to help with eligibility and services through vocational rehabilitation. So if you think about Janae's path, she has the IEP support that we just talked about, and now she's going to be transitioning with Eusinia's help into vocational rehabilitation, where she'll get an IPE, or an Individualized Plan for Employment. Let's hear what the VRC has to say about Individualized Plans for Employment. The IEP through the high school, and that information is handed over to me, where I do the IPE, which is the Voc Rehab Individual Plan for Employment. And then what we do from that point is when we have all our Voc Rehab components done, then I'm handing over to the um, ISP. <laughs> and that's through either Creative Sports, um, which is the brokerage here locally, or Jackson County DD Services, which is our local developmental service agency. 
and they kind of all connect together because all three of them are connected and we're a team basically. Voc Rehab, we're kind of the middle sandwich part where we all three agencies work together and then the end result is um, the ISP for long-term services if it's needed where basically I'm handing off to them. Well when I look at the school plan what I'm thinking about is what are their goals, what do they like to do, what are their interests, vocational exploration, all that together. And what I'm using that with is if there's certain strengths and interests they have, then I'm putting those in my plan, which of course then ties into the ISP plan. It works very smooth. A lot of it is because of the connections with the special ed teachers and the youth transition specialists if they're involved. But it's very smooth. Usually there's like at IEP meetings where the teacher are the special ed teacher is specifically telling me this person has these interests, here's their strengths, as is the student themselves, and then we use that for our plan. I really liked how Brad talked about VR being the middle of the sandwich, by the way. Not only did it make me hungry, but it also made a lot of sense because VR is really that, that middleman in this process where they're providing these connections to create opportunities for employment. And they're taking from what's already been discovered in a school, putting it into this individualized plan for employment, and then making sure that they're connected to long-term services and that ISPs or individualized support plans are in place if a student needs those long-term supports. Um, I also really appreciated how much he talked about teamwork because it really does take a team. So my question is, is now that VR is this middle step, and they're going to move on, then this next step could be an ISP. And what is an ISP? An ISP is an individual support plan which help, can help identify how to provide services and supports for an individual for as long as they need it, or as little as much as they need it, or as long as they need it, whether it's in employment, or living independently, or actually assessing services and resources in the community. I'd like to introduce Amy Havis to tell us a little bit more about it, a personal agent. In my role, when a person is still in transition and they have an individual education plan through the school, I work closely with the school to create an individual support plan for what's happening in that moment and what's going to happen in the future. So um, what I've done with the school recently, just recently in this year, is create an um, individual support plan to complement the individual education plan. So it works really well because it was a smooth process because we were routinely meeting, recently with the Zoom, <laughs> uh, routinely meeting to check on the progress of the individual. The school was able to get VR involved and then VR, myself, and the school were routinely meeting and still are actually. That was just Amy, who's a personal agent, or PA. Cindy, what is a personal agent? Well, that's a really good question, Josh. A personal agent is someone who works for a brokerage in the state of Oregon. An individual becomes eligible for services through their developmental disabilities program, and then when they become an adult and at 18, they are provided with choice counseling. And if they choose to stay with their developmental disabilities program, they would work with a case manager or a service coordinator. And if they choose, they can access their services through the brokerage and with a personal agent. 
So we have the teacher that writes the IEP, we have the VRC who writes the IPE, and we have the, the service provider that writes the ISP. That's a lot of acronyms, even for me. And I can't imagine being a student or a teacher and knowing how all of those things fit together. So it sounds like having a team kind of helps that process. Let's hear what Natasha and Eusenia's opinions are on, on having a team to support that process. For us, and at least for what our team works together, I think it's more of a seamless transition to adulthood. Um, Yesenia always says the last day of transition is the first day of the rest of your life, and I'm a firm believer in that, and so we really want to make sure that when students leave transition, that they are able to then uh, get their, first, their life started, but with the right supports. And so it's really important to keep that communication and continue it even throughout that entire next school year after they've exited with the support of the youth transition specialist. I see that students have less um, stress and they seem to already know what's going on because we've been talking about it, we've been aligning the plans together so that there isn't a confusion. You know, you're working this in school, but you're working on that at home in the community so aligning it I think is a is something that just helps the student kind of realize where they're going and it's a seamless transition. Let's talk about the benefits of all three entities working together. The best thing that I think I've seen is when they actually achieve their goal and they really start to recognize that they are capable and able young adults and really start to achieve that self-accusation, which is really important, I think, as they grow older. So recognizing that they can set a goal for themselves, they, we help them progress monitor themselves in addition to us so they can really understand why they're working towards that goal, how they're working towards that goal, and then when they actually achieve that goal. So we just had a student actually apply for a job and get the job and at the establishment that they were looking for, and there's nothing better than seeing them at that place of employment with a big smile on their face and getting that first paycheck. A lot of employed folks. It's very cool. A lot of people employed even during these tougher times right now. People that really, if they're really serious and are following along with our, you know, our mutually discussed plan, there's a lot of folks getting jobs, which is very cool. Man, this episode has me feeling like I just went to the chiropractor because I'm all aligned with my ISPs, IEPs, and IPEs. I have a much more comprehensive understanding of what all of those mean. We have talked about the importance of aligning our plans across schools, vocational rehabilitation, and developmental disabilities and brokerages. Cindy, you have the unique experience of working in schools, voc rehab, and developmental disabilities. What is the number one advice you can give about how these plans work together? I think the most important thing is having open and constant communication. Sometimes a student might change their mind in an educational system, and a teacher will upfront right away know that that student has changed their plan, but it might take much longer for a vocational rehabilitation counselor or a service coordinator or PA to know that that individual has changed their plan or has decided a new employment goal based on an assessment or a work experience or something that's happened in their life. So open and constant communication is the key. Thank you, Cindy. That is great advice. 
Well, Cindy, we'd like to communicate to you how much we appreciate you being on the show with us today. Before we leave you, we're going to check back in with Janae, because Cindy, you asked her one last important question. So if you were to tell another student one thing about how things worked or your road towards employment and independence, what would that be? Always persevere, even though, like with my little story there, I got my dream job and then it fell through. It took me eight months trying to get a job back and I made sure I constantly applied, I waited. I got a couple phone calls, those didn't come through. I still went for it, and now I got a job. I'd like to thank friend of the pod, Cindy Cameron, for being on with us today to talk about aligning ISP, IPE, and IEP plans. And I would like to thank all of the wonderful people who Cindy was able to interview and allowed their stories to be shared on our podcast today. It's been so fun to learn about what's going on in Cindy's region. Well, Josh and Nicole, I really want to thank you for having us um, interview on your Oregon Transition podcast and being a part of this great opportunity to let everyone know the work that we do. Join us next time when we talk about success stories, even during COVID. Until then, peace out, pod people. And be well. The Oregon Transition Podcast is brought to you by the TTAN, the Transition Technical Assistance Network, with support from Vocational Rehabilitation and Oregon Department of Education. All views and opinions expressed on this podcast belong to the individuals, not necessarily their supporting agencies. The Oregon Transition Podcast is produced by Nicole Perdue, Josh Barber, Mandy Younger, and the pod father himself, Lon Thornburg. With additional interviews provided by members of the T-TAN. Our theme music is composed by former transition student Boone Richter out of Brownsville, Oregon. Additional music provided by Lon Thornburg. For questions, comments, or episode ideas, please email us at oregontransitionpodcast at gmail.com. And for all the latest OTP news, connect with us on Facebook. What I've seen is that the collaboration has been wonderful that we all really try and align the goals between school, so the IEP, the ISP, and the IPE. One of the main, one of the main reasons is to try and align all of that together so that we're not just doing the same thing over and over again. So I do see a lot of just good teamwork.